All right. Welcome to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the duo, Dwight at 5172214. Joined again as I am every week by the prodigy, the brains behind the operation, the breakfast food slander. I got to get that off one more time this season before I lay it to rest. My brother. Young SJ at SJ Basketball number eight. How you doing this? How you doing today, fam? I'm doing all right, all things considering. Um, obviously, it sucks that the season is over, but, um, you know, there's a sense of relief there. There is, um, and also, you know, we can finally put the season to rest, you know. We're saying, oh, how far can they go? You know, we've seen how far they can go. So, you know, it was, I'm, I'm doing okay, all things considered. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. Um, I'm not going to hold you. I don't know if this is just age or I know you joke about me getting old, but I'm just not stressed. Like this was a good season. I'm not mad. I'm kind of upset with how we played the first half of game three and game five. But all in all, man, if you would have told me we were going to make the Western Conference finals when the season started, I would have taken it. And I don't know, man, I'm happy. I'm pleased. Like, I'm pleased. I am. But, um, I don't know. What what do you think? How you feeling, like, overall? I think, I mean, whoever, whoever is, like, like, I doubt there's anyone saying that they're disappointed with how the season kind of went, or, you know what I mean? Like, I get, yeah, we didn't win a championship, but come on, like, we were not... That was not like the goal for the season. The roster wasn't championship level, like, but the fact that we were able to get this close is a success, and we should be happy about that. I think we should all be happy about that. And I saw people upset with um, with like some comments Luca made about you know him still growing and him that you know him saying it during the series. People thought it was him giving up, and I was like, no, he's reflecting. Like this is. He's being aware of what's going on. He's trying to, you know, like take lessons where he can. And this is all a good thing. So I just, I like this experience that the guys were able to get, you know, going deep into the playoffs. Cause now um, we're recording this right after the um, exit interviews, you know, you're getting quotes from the guys saying that they're, you know, going to take some of this, um, you know, take the mentality of getting this far. They're going to take it into their off-season workouts and all that. So I think this was a great experience um, for the guys. So this is all a positive. You can't take anything really negative away from their run, essentially. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I, it's just as weird because I'm watching that, um, you know, I'm kind of catching tidbits on the timeline and little videos of the ex interviews that I just don't see how like them dudes seem so happy and like you said reflective on what happened and I don't see more importantly I don't see any delusion because <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like we got delusion from the front office and the player well I'm gonna say it. we got delusion from tall man and we got delusion from the GM usually in the last couple of years exit interviews tall man was mm-hmm. a little a little better 
last exit interviews, but I know the one before that, I was like, oh, I don't think that's going to work out like that player. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was a good season. Um, do you want to talk about the game? you want to get into the game? Well, we could talk about the game, given that it's something that happened. I mean, they, um, you know, obviously didn't um, – you know, go out in the granted they made the push in that third quarter, but you know, yeah. you wish it was at least, you know, a bit more fight. By the end of the day, we got um outplayed. We got outplayed. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um we got outplayed by a better team. I, I think that's what it just came down to. And you could have kind of seen it coming, you know, especially um, especially when the Warriors went up 3-0. You kind of knew, okay, maybe the Mavs are gonna, you know, take one last game at home and then the Warriors are gonna close it out, you know, at home. That was kind of like you kind of saw the script, you know what I mean? So you knew it was coming, um, which is why I wasn't as upset while it was happening because it was, I was kind of in the mindset of, yeah, I kind of saw this coming, but, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, it was clear kind of early that we didn't have as many counters to go to after the fact with, yeah. um, you know, the Warriors, like we there were no adjustments left, essentially. Yeah. So that, that was what we were kind of um, facing. So nothing was too surprising to me. Yeah, it, it became pretty obvious to me. Like, we, I know shot quality and all that. We were, I know we, I think we won the shot quality series or some goofy shit like that, four out yeah, of five. Yeah, the shot quality finals. Yeah, we got, we had the best shot quality all throughout the playoffs. Like, but, we, but, we got the best the, shots. But the thing that was spicy, well, I won't say spicy, but it kind of didn't make sense to me as the series progresses. Anytime they wanted a good shot, they got it. When I say a good shot, I'm talking about a layup, like, or a wide open three. We never stopped them from doing anything they wanted to do defensively for any extended stretch. And when you start seeing that, it's like, yeah, man, we cook. Like, even if we hit our threes, this can be competitive. This can, you know, we can make we a can run, stop them. That's, yeah, that's but we, we just can't stop them. And it's not like, you know, some of the stuff Clay was doing last night was like, damn, he just splashed shit in people's face. That was good defense. There was some sprinkled of that with Steph a little bit in other games. But by and large, especially the game two collapse, like, dog, they got whatever they wanted, like truly whatever they want. It was a conga line to quote the, the great Charles Barkley. And I just didn't see that. And also, because that's just not how they played before. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, that, that not having a big that can, it, it wasn't even just a big, I would say like uh, like secondary shot blocking. Even if Maxi was there, there was no one else to come help contest. And I help think that weak side, yeah, we had weak, no weak, weak side. side. And, and I that's think, the thing, that's what Maxi's best at, weak side. But um, so when he has to be the primary we really have no one, you know, else. And we yeah. have no weak side. Yeah. So that's that's where I think the problem is. That's where I think the they just is better than us. Like that's just my big takeaway. In the, the, yeah, they were better than us. Yeah, yeah. we can um, admit that, you know, at this point. Yeah, like, you know, we don't really run agendas here like that. Like if at we all, do, yeah. if we do, we're gonna tell you it's an agenda. Like I run a Jalen Brunson agenda, but like Jalen pretty much outplayed Clay all the games up in or equal until last night. Steph and Luca was pretty much a wash by and large. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you could even argue R2 outplayed them too on the series collectively. Mm-hmm. And it did it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. It was like that's why when people were like, that's why I've been upset about numbers being posted out of context. Like you see uh, all over and you see um numbers of it was like to up to I think it was maybe game four, up to game four. So the first three games it was people like Golden State fans were playing, um, you know, Brunson um Dinwiddie and Lucas stats together like their total points and Clay um Steph and I think it was Poole's total points and you know our um our group had more but I was like okay you just showed the top three what about number four number five like I'm sure Golden State yeah. Yeah. five players from the mass five from Golden State would add up to you know what I mean like so that's why that's why I was getting frustrated people just you know using numbers like that because I'm like they're like we need to stop doing this um but yeah, like you said, it, it it didn't matter that um Brunson was as good as he was and Luca was as good as he was together, you know, in a series and we didn't win. Yeah. They just had the better team. That's just what it came down to. And that's it leads to, you know, off-season questions about, you know, what does the team need? And that's that's one thing. People forget that teams aren't like um flawless, even championships, even Golden State, they have their you know flaws, even though they look really good. They didn't look invincible. Like, they didn't look unbeatable, you know, versus us. We beat them, but they didn't look unbeatable. It's just that we didn't have the means to stop them. But you could see how they might have, you know, some gaps that you could exploit. Um, But it just so happens that they have less than us, obviously. And with our team, now we're looking to fill the gaps. And I think, you know, obviously what people are going to look at is, you know, center play. And one thing I, um, I want to make clear is that I don't understand why we're acting like we didn't know what the situation was with our centers. People start lying to themselves because like yeah like after the trade deadline we knew what it was like we knew what our center rotation was we knew who was after they didn't get anyone in the bottom market and they said this is the group we're moving forward you knew what it was so when we get to the playoffs and you see things play out and you're complaining in the playoffs like you could have changed it like you know they something could have happened to not have this happen no you know you knew what it was and i see people trying to like um put and i want to make something very clear i am not defending dwight powell's play he was horrendous even in his limited minutes like he was not really great he wasn't really great right and I'm not defending that, especially as, you know, our you know starter. But at the same time, he was not playing that many minutes to the point where you're trying to put us, you know, losing a series on him. You know what I mean? Like he was not playing that much for that impact to be placed on him. And the what was mentioned to me is and I stopped like replying because I didn't want to get into the back and forth, but I'll say it here. But what was said to me was that him being bad, you know, him not being able to play, you know, starter minutes is sets off a chain reaction in the roster. And that's why, you know, some of our guys are tired. I heavily disagree with that because like I said, just, just now, since the trade deadline, we knew what it was. And with that being said, when has Dwight Powell been a rotation player in the playoffs? Right. Even last year, even when with Rick, he wasn't playing that much. So you knew when playoff time came, he w- he wasn't going to play that much. When rotation shortened, 
you look at who is the guys that's going to be unplayable in the playoffs or won't play as many minutes. Dwight Powell is a prime candidate. We knew this from jump, so we didn't get to the playoffs and like the coaching staff and everyone is surprised that Dwight Powell can't play. They knew from jump his minutes were going to get cut. He just had to play more, obviously, in the Jazz series with Luka being out. And since that, since Luka came back, his minutes have been decreasing. <laughs> they had been decreasing. And I would argue what set off a chain reaction as to why our guys were tired was Josh Green being unplayable. I think he was more of a culprit than Dwight Powell because our wings are tired. Dwight Powell's a center. And people are saying, oh, we had to go small. We didn't play our, like, tiny small ball lineups that often. If, like, in the grand scheme of everything, like, you saw a lot of Bertans at the five, like, Maxi at the five. You know what I mean? We didn't see, like, Dorian at the five for, like, extremely long stretches. We didn't see that. We didn't see it for extremely long stretches. He just played a shit ton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's because, you know, Josh became extremely unplayable, and you can't overextend Nilakina. You know, we saw what happens when we try to give him more minutes, and it was just like, yeah, no, he can't handle it. You know, Nilakina is really a spot menace kind of guy. So if Josh Green can't play and you can't overextend Nilakina, that's why our wings are tired. It's not Dwight Powell, him not being able to play. It's not really him. That That's why we need another wing. Um, not saying we don't need another center. Like I said, we we need another center. <laughs> like that's that's two, obvious. Two, that's two things can be true at once. Yeah, two things can be true at once. I'm just saying, like, it's 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 unfair to place the blame on a guy that's playing like less than 10 minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like this, this like I that's not I feel like your anger is misdirected. I think you can take that anger and spread it out a little more. Place some blame on Dwight Powell, yes. But also, you could place the blame here that, yeah, Josh Green wasn't that playable. And you can say, oh, yeah, maybe we need this. Maybe we needed this more. Maybe Spencer was a bit more consistent. Or, th- like, I, I think you can share it a bit yeah. more, what I'm trying to say. Spencer putting up four points in game two uh, when those other dudes played, I think. we. I mean, we would still be playing. and But at the same time, I'm not even mad at him because – Shit, shit happens you know what i'm saying yeah, that's what i'm saying you can't get mad that's why i realize that people like people think like just because you're like for example that you're open that you have to hit the shot that's why i hate this like potential assist that like oh like luca averages like 17 potential assists a game like yeah that's impressive but just because you throw somebody ball don't mean they're gonna make it you're gonna miss shots you know open or not that's why i was like when you're using that stat adjusted for the fact that potential assists only go in like 50 percent of the time <laughs> you know what i mean it's a 50 50 shot so adjusted for that especially given the fact that um if you look at luca um and just the roster that's just the roster makeup and all that luca's really assisting a lot of threes you know what i mean so it's not like um he's assisting from all over the court yeah. so you also have to adjust for that so it's just like that's why i'm like stop throwing all these numbers out there because it's there's always some underlying context that's not being you know said that can you know adjust your perspective on the numbers being thrown out there that's all i'm saying um with just this whole situation which is why i just um i i i think um the roster is 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 close but you know it's not there yet you know this is not i we're, we're going to get into it here in a couple minutes. When it comes to like off season or what this roster lacks, I think 
the thing that became glaring to me, and this runs the opposite of how we view championship teams, right? But I think it became, uh, it's not just with us, right? I think it's across the, the NBA, like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving took the broom, dog. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, like, uh, shit. Um, James Harden and Joan Bede, like, I mean, they didn't take the broom, but they went outside, in my opinion, right? And I think you need a lot of good players, and that wasn't always true. I don't know if it's coming off the COVID seasons and because these games were every other day. I don't know. I can't call it. But the war, Steph Curry is really, really good. Klay Thompson is really good. But, dog, they, they won because those dudes are good, but they had just a volume of players. They had a high – they have a lot of like good Steph players. Went yeah, it's not like any of those guys like just went crazy. To Steph win. went five of seventeen last night, and he was obviously hobbled, and it didn't matter. Yeah, he, he averaged twenty four. You know what yeah. I mean? Averaged, he didn't have to go crazy. He, he had a bad game, game one, and they blew us the fuck out. Like it, it, it just became obvious. Like, oh, this is this is what's happening. Like, and this ain't even the slander stuff because I love Steph and his presence on the court makes stuff easier for him. But like last night, I, we the reason we got back in the game is we realized like, hey, he can't move, so they stopped giving him attention the way they was, and it just didn't matter. They just was good, and I knew the Clay Thompson game was coming. I think yeah. I even said it. I, I hate that yeah, I put it was that. It's a matter of time. He's I, bad. He's he's been bad. Yeah, he's truly been building a break house, and that's what, what was so nasty when we was losing it. I hate to admit it, SJ. When we lost game two, I knew we was cooked. Because oh, yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, I, I knew we was cooked. I didn't want to say it, and I didn't want to go out like a hose. But when we lost game two, I was like, man, just push it to six because you that we need dog. Lucas scored 42. Jalen scored 31. Reggie scored 23. And, like, the, they weren't really that. They weren't. It ain't like they went Splash Brothers on us and, and killed us. It was just, like, little shit. I'm like, dog, that was it because I, I think they knew it if we being honest yeah they we, did. and that's why it was like when we came out cook game three I know it there was it was a lot of wide open shots being missed but I think that was a the, the series right there and I don't think we should have beat them I think we maybe should have pushed it to six but I'm not like dang we could have we could have stuck them boys oh yeah yeah no, no not at all but um, it was a great season. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's crazy because I was more, I feel like I was more optimistic on what this team could be than most, but I didn't, I didn't see making a run to the conference finals. I knew we'd get out the first round though. Oh yeah. I knew. That's, I that's knew we'd that's get out the first round. I was extremely confident. I was confident about that shit in January. That's, that's one thing I can say. Um, at no point, like, I, probably Utah series, even with Luca being out, that's the only series where I had actually no doubt that we'd win. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there a little yeah. doubt that crept up, you know what I'm saying? In the Warriors series, there's that, there was that, even when I was saying Mavs in six, there was, I was like, you know, I can definitely see a season and all that. The Jazz series, I saw no way. I was like, I cannot, you know, fathom us losing to the Jazz. <laughs> that one I knew. Yeah, dude, the, I do. If Luca didn't play, 
I think we beat them in seven. I think we beat them still too. I think I seriously do. I think the advantages were so. It was just problematic for them. And the dirty little secret is our defense got a little worse when Luca played in that series, and he was a little rusty. Like I think them boys was, was done either way. And it was easy to scheme them, bro. With the one on one, they couldn't guard Jalen. Jalen would have still been the best guard in the series. You know that is so that is so crazy to say yeah. when Donovan Mitchell plays for them. It's we we locked the, we locked them up. We had them on lock. We had them yeah, on lock. I know. They couldn't guard Jalen. Spencer was starting to get loose a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was, the, the thing with Spencer is he just needs jumper. He he needs his jumper, but if yeah. you give him enough volume, he's gonna do something. Yeah. Where he was struggling once Luca came back, like I, that's the crazy. This is if you look at Spencer's numbers, Spencer shot forty one percent from three for the playoffs, which sounds nuts. But then you realize the games. But on the other hand, he scored five or less points like five times, and he scored ten or less points like half the games. That's, but I feel like I don't feel like he folded. Does that make sense? Maybe it's just because he bought out towards the end, but I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't feel like he was as terrible as, like... like when it, But when it was bad, bad, it was so bad. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, dog, you know, Jalen bad game was like 13 points or 10 points. But he was scoring, putting up twos and fours and vibes and that's when it was like ah oof I don't know but anyway you uh it was a good season it's a fun season well we're st- I'm gonna be honest with you y'all I'm tired uh as far as creating content I did we hadn't we haven't won this is the deepest we've been this is the first year of the pod so to actually watch these games and live life, you know, I had my son's birthdays and graduations and other shit. Like I, I, this, this, just being an active participant as deep as I am as an NBA fan, this shit got kind of tense and stressful and from a schedule standpoint. And um, so I don't want to make any promises. We're going to keep knocking these out every week, probably chill a little bit. Um, the actual stress of watching the games got to me towards the end. I hate to admit that. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not a big drinker like that, you know? And one thing I have forgot about, when we won the championship, I had to drink every game just to, because all those games were close as hell. And all those games felt like every game was life or death. So I got to the point where I was drinking a beer just to mentally deal with it. And I'm older now, I'm more mature, but I'm like, dog, this shit is stressful. Watching these games is stressful as hell. Man. I forgot what it was like to be this deep into the playoffs mentally. And I, I kind of, there's a, as much as I wish we were still playing, there's a sense of relief that the season is over with. I hate to say it, but it is. Like, I don't want to, I just want to watch basketball and not, like, even when I was watching a little bit of the Heat and Celtics, it's like, well, what if we play them? How are we going to look against them? And it's like, dog, I don't want to think about the Mavericks. I just want to watch basketball freely. Yeah, sometimes, no, really. It'd be like, I really want to break from the Mavericks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to take some time off. I do. I don't want to think about everything connected to the Mavericks. Like, Yeah, and, and that's the thing. When you get this deep, that's what it becomes. It's like, okay, what's it going to look like for us? And just as a basketball fan, I just want to be able to watch a game and, and enjoy it without thinking, 
how are we going to match up with him? How are we going to match up with them? You know, and it, I'm actually interested in the finals. I, I really am. Um, real quick, what, how do you, how you think that's going to shake out? You think it's Boston going to stay? Oh yeah. I think Boston, I mean, I'm sticking with my Boston at six. I think they win tonight. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna, um, you know, go back on that one. Um, but with that being said, I think it's going to be Boston and Golden State. That's, that should be pretty fun though. I'm not going to lie because, um, Boston and Golden State, like during the regular season, they usually have great games like during the regular season. So it will be a great finals if it's them. I think Golden State wins. I think ultimately Golden State is probably the best team left. I know Boston's on defense is, um, crazy, but I don't think, um, Boston can score enough with Golden State. And I think Golden State can defend too. I think we've seen that they can defend too. So it's not like um it's two good defenses going up against each other again. But it, it, it's something I think needs to be acknowledged. The way Boston defends, Golden State's offense is different than any of anyone else's offense. So well, I still think Golden State is going Boston's gonna hold up defensively it ain't going to look the way it looks against other teams. Does that make sense? I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like our defense. Like, yeah. you can see within stretches, we could defend Golden States when they put lineups out there that didn't have um a lot of creators. Yeah. So we're great if you uh, give us one guy, one or two guys that can oh, yeah. us, they're not strong. We could do that. It's similar. We That's got you. Boston. Yeah, Boston is similar to that, Um, it's, which is why Golden State probably can't play like Draymond on, and Looney like in, in a lot of lineups together as much as they did with like us because mm-hmm. Rob will Rob will and one of them and you know what I mean like the, you can't play those lineups so they're gonna have to tweak it a bit but the thing is they have personnel to do that that's if Otto Porter especially gets um healthy um we'll have to see but if he comes back you know they have the personnel to tweak their lineups to get it so that they can take away some of Boston's strengths defensively so I just think Golden State especially when if I'm leaning if teams are kind of similar I'm always going I'm always going to try to lean the team with best player so Steph is the best player I believe and I think he better than Tatum come on stop it I'm not you know what it's close enough to where I don't know I don't think so I'm not saying it's not close but I don't think it's like I personally don't think it's like an argument. I don't think you can say Tatum's better than Steph in my opinion. Well, I, I get it. I, I just, I don't think I, I, this is, I, I'm worried about, you know what? I ain't even finna cap. Steph better than Tatum. He is. Yeah, Steph is better than Tatum. <laughs> like, I, don't I think keep trying that. to juice these young boys up. Yeah, no. Nah. And I, I like, fam, Tatum was building brick houses the other night. I'm not about, no. Yeah, Tatum's not consistent. Tatum's not consistent enough yet for me to put him over some of these. Um, I mean, Steph's one of the best basketball players in the history of basketball. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I have to give him that respect. Yeah, we, we, and it was crazy. Is like, I think, I don't mean to get off topic, but when we discuss Steph, something that I don't get discussed and it's not measurable with numbers is how he, his existence just fucks up a defense like it's not even any it's not measurable i don't think does that make sense and i think when we talk about him as far as how good he is that needs to be talked about more 
from a just what he even if he's not even if he broke if he's just running around out there it creates open shots for his teammates but i don't know um so you still i i'm maybe i missed it i'm a little fried right now i ain't gonna hold you so did you say uh you say Boston and six if they play Golden State? No, no, no. Boston and six if they play with the Heat right now is what I'm saying. But um, um, he Warriors, Warriors is gonna beat um Boston when they get there. So I would say in, ooh, I don't know, maybe in six, maybe Warriors in six. I don't know if it's going maybe seven, six or seven is what I'm leaning. Okay, I'm going. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Golden State got the older players, but them young boys gonna get the rest. And they getting reinforcements back, and I feel like Boston. I actually think Boston is gonna go seven with Miami, and because oh, of that, oh. what'd you say? I said, "Oh, really? Oh, I do, I do. I think Boston's gonna win, but I think it's gonna go seven. Um, with that being said, I just think Golden State. There, there's no more games for should a week. They don't play till Wednesday. And low key, I, th- I actually think that that helped them against us. They was able to get their older oh, yeah, team. They was able to rest up. If we would have, if they would have had to go one more game, and we would have, there would have been that quick turnaround. I actually think we we could have won more games. But yeah, man, I think they getting whoever they play, which is I do think it's gonna be Boston. I think they getting them out of there five six, because I just think here's the thing, man. When this is why I, I felt like we had to, if we, I thought we were going to beat the Warriors in six, but it had to be six. Is all that goofy shit about experience and all that, when you get a veteran team that's like close to it, like bro, and they, 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 they know it's it. It's why we beat the Heat 11 years ago. It's like, them boys know this might be it. They know it. They know it. They went from making all the damn finals to out the playoffs two years. So they know ain't shit guaranteed, ain't no limbs guaranteed, ain't no injuries guaranteed. And I just think, man, I, I just, I really think they're going to pack up whoever they play. I don't even think it's going to be that hard either, just to keep it tall. Just to keep it tall. I think they're getting them folks out of there. Either team they play, but I do think it'll be Boston. I think Boston's going to fight. I don't think Boston's gonna go out like no hoes, but Golden State just got it, man. Them dudes is—they just have a volume of players, and I think they—they—they they, they stress the defense in a different way. I would agree. So yeah, we're on the same page. All right. So, are we thirty minutes into this. Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't have to be a super super long one. It's kind of just you know Mavs. The Mavs autopsy. That's yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just to kind of review of the season. Um, with, I'm based on what everyone says. We've been saying it. It's kind of crazy we got this far. We need a big that can protect the rim, but move his feet in space. Right, grab mm-hmm. some rebounds. Not get. I don't even say grab rebounds, but block his man out to where we ain't that's giving him offensive rebounds. I think that's something that I don't the discussion is being lost. It's like, oh, he grabbed some rebounds. It's like, it's not even grabbing the rebounds. It's like, if you're on the court, does your team uh, 
Rebounding rate. Rebounding rate. There we go. And that's where I think we got killed at is it wasn't just like the rebounding battle. I wouldn't give a fuck if it went for the offensive rebounds. Does that make sense? Exactly. That's that's what it is, too. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot that goes into rebounding. It's not just grabbing the raw. It's not just grabbing the rebound. It's a lot of boxing out, and we we fail to do so. And you're big. Like, a lot of our bigs, it's not just them not grabbing the rebound. Our guards, too. Like, we play soft sometimes. We're not putting bodies on guys. You know, we need a big that's going to be physical in that sense. It's not just them grabbing a rebound. It's them putting their big ass bodies, you know, on the opponent so that, you know, Brunson or Luca can grab the rebound. You know what I'm saying? So it's little things like that. It's not just grabbing the rebound. So um, with that being said, um, I don't know if you're if you're going to segue into um, potential targets for that on um, realistic targets I should add because that's another thing I, I posed it on the timeline but I really I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm hoping we can probably reduce some of the arguments because arguments have already started you know that's the offseason you're going to get in debates and arguments and all that about who we can get but I feel like we can decrease some of that if we just be realistic with who we're suggesting you know what I mean I understand yeah. that we we need to fill holes but some of some people just think like this is really not 2k bro like you can't just just get you know just because we need a center okay deandre ayton let's go get ayton like we 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 can't just go get ayton i don't want to bore people with base year compensation i'm not everything i get is from stuff mav cba sends me like salute to that brother he is excellent at this and i'm not that smart about it i just know how to ask questions and when you really get to digging into it aiden no that's cooked he's a base year he has base year conversation issues just like Jalen, which means i don't i don't know if he's even being signed and traded to anybody that don't have a lot of cap space like, he's going to have to go somewhere for a team that can just, like, eat him and send back draft picks or cheap players. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not – if he makes $30 million, he's not being traded for a $30 million player. It's the same way with Jalen. If he makes $20 million, he's not being traded for a $20 million player. He's being traded for, like, a dude that makes 10 So when I look at that Aiden situation, that changes everything, like, he actually might be going to Detroit for what Detroit get the fifth pick. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be going to Indiana for like Miles Turner and the the six pick, or he just might be going for the six pick and they do something else. It's probably going to end up looking like something like that, or there's something else that you mentioned earlier. I don't know if you want to put it on the pod yet, and if you don't, don't speak on it. But it might be something else going on. Uh, when, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah be something. I'm not gonna say too much because yeah, yeah. I have to keep it on the download. But hey, let's, hey, let's hey, it's kind of crazy. We was just niggas tweeting, and niggas got sources now. <laughs> <laughs> we got no, but honestly, that, it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. I just, you know, you look into, and it's crazy how I don't know if you you guys read the Shams article about how he does what he does. Yeah. Kind of like you read it, and you kind of like not look into the information but you just acquire information it's kind of like that now like i was yeah. not looking for it. i kind of acquired you know 
that information but let's just say if things go certain if if chain chain of events let's say if things happen phoenix might be cooking with something so yeah we we, we can't fire up that phoenix's toast back oh because yeah, if, that, if, 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 if that happens i'm going to be throwing up oh i'm going to be throwing up but <laughs> anyway everybody, you know, everybody yeah but let's just say <laughs> moving on, it's just that Aiden to the maps that's just not gonna happen that's, that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah moving on moving and on talking about levine all that we we listen let's just get realistic and i feel like um we can easily do that so in terms of center position um i think his his situation got cleared up um rashawn holmes i'm back yeah. on that train his situation yeah. got cleared up so he he can come play for my team because he is a guy to me he fits like i think he fit he checks like if you're looking at the boxes he checks most of them. The fact that I think he checks all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Down to contract to the point yeah. to the point where you're not paying too much. Um, down to all that. Like he checks all of it. He, you know, he's switchable. He, you know, can protect the rim some. Um, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's a he's not like big in terms of he's not like a seven footer, but mm-hmm. he's gonna grab boards, he's gonna box out. Um, he just fits the scheme, even when the kings were horrible defensively, like when they were like bottom of the league. He still had good defense. When he was on the court, it got better. That's what I'm saying. Even when he was with the Suns, back when the Suns stunk and he was with the Suns, he, like, even when they were at the bottom defensively, he still had good defensive stats. So it's not, um, he could defend. Like, he's going to fit just well in the system. And he's, like, offensively, he got a little push shot. Dude, um, that little push shot would have helped like a motherfucker in the middle of that zone, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it would have helped like a motherfucker in the middle of that zone. Oh. And, um, and he could also rim run. He could catch lobs. Yep. So it's like, um, he just fits everything. And it's not just with the mass. You know, he can, if, if Charlotte wants a cheap option, they can look at him too. So I don't think there's like no competition for him. And obviously he's under contract with another team. So you're going to have to, you know, put some trades together. So I, I think that's where, honestly, I think we might have to come up off of Maxi for that too. Like you ideally want to trade Dwight Powell. Um, but if, if they're looking for more value granted they kind of pushed Rashawn out out of their rotation so i don't know how much they value yeah him. yeah I, but dwight powell i i think i don't even think they i don't think it'll be maxi because here's the thing even before the, the it's weird because they say it was domestic violence and then like i don't want to tell women how to feel about this but when i dug into that I, I, it, it was it was a little shaky and i i i kind of i don't you know her mom, his mom was on twitter um really trying to um defend her son that's how you know it was maybe something crazy because his mom was really talking you know did yeah. it, i mean it's like a, ju- a, a judge at two different states like was like not only does this case not have merit, his son get like Rashad has full custody. You know yeah, how hard, true. even if you are a millionaire, to get no, for, full, a man, yeah. for a man to get full custody. Yeah, like yeah. it's that's so rare. And I don't, I wasn't there. None of us were though, right? Mm-hmm. So for a judge, like if if he does abuse that child or he had, like you can't. Like when you abuse a child under the accusations that he got, I'm telling you this as my wife being a teacher and had to 
involve herself in the process in a state like Texas where they really don't give a damn just to keep it tall. It's a process. It's a process. You don't, if you crack a son's, uh, you crack a child's head, it's not just, oh, we're going to look at it. No, this is an investigation. They look into it. And I don't, I, once again, I wasn't there, so I'm not trying to say he was totally innocent, but I feel comfortable with him playing for the Mavericks. Yeah, same here. I do. And um, I I don't even think it's going to take a lot because they weren't playing him even before that came out. And if you dig into, like, how he got suspended or why he got suspended, like, that reporter kind of went on, like, a vendetta against him locally. And I don't feel like the team had his back at all. So I just think that's cooked. And then he, you know, he legitimately don't have a spot there no more. So I think he's going to be obtainable. The cost is going to be low. I mean, Buddy is making like $11 million. That's what the market said he was worth. So a $10 million backup center ain't really a, a, a thing if you're building your team nowadays. That's like starter money for good teams, unless you got one of the max boys. So I think we could get him for the uh, TPE and maybe 26 if you really got to go there. But I don't even think it's going to be that. I think it might be like, I don't even think it's going to, if they want Dwight, okay, you give them that. But I think it could, I think he's obtainable for the TPE and like some draft capital that isn't. I don't even think we're going to have to give up this first round, this year's first, but I'd do it. If I'd do it. Yeah, I'd be very comfortable giving up 26 for Rashawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're trading the first, but not all firsts are created equal. 26 is 26. Shit, I thought it was 25 to keep it real with you, but it's 26. 26 is 26. Like, that's different than a nebulous lottery protected first round pick in the future. No, it's 26 in this exactly. draft. Does and that make sense? have a center prospect that's like worth you know, not trading it. I don't think it's, you know, that yeah, yeah, so pack that shit up, and I know, and go get Rashawn Holmes. Um, my number two in guys that I think are going to be obtainable, that we have assets to trade for, uh, Rashawn Holmes was my number. I, I literally made a list. I prepared SJ. I did research. <laughs> so my, my number one was Rashawn Holmes, and what's funny is we didn't talk about it, but you said him first anyway. He's my first right now. As, as far as like center, he was always my first, but with the situation, I didn't want to bring that baggage here. But yeah. since it's like cleared up, he was always, yeah, my um first. He's just, he's just, he checks, like, like we said, he checks all the boxes that you want from like the center position, especially given that they are, you know, Nico's also talking about, you know, fit and scheme mm-hmm. while also upgrading the position. So I, I'm sure they understand. If you look at Dwight, Maxi, even fucking Marquise Chris, Marquise Chris, right? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious they want athletes at the five, like mm-hmm. dudes who can move, move their feet. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, my number two guy is Daniel Gafford. Um, I, I don't know, man. I haven't seen any definitive report that he's going to be available. I just know when they got tall, man, he didn't play every night. And he makes $13 million and they actually have like, I don't know why. I don't know what I, you know, I'm a, I like Kyle Kuzma. 
I irrationally like every NBA player from the state of Michigan. I'm going to support them, even unless they do some some really, really H-A-N type stuff. Like, unless they really pull some whole ass shit, I'm going to support my guys from Michigan, Kuzma from Michigan, so I rock with him. They love him. So if you got Tall Man and you got Kuzma, Kuzma's a four, Tall Man's a five. And then they got Rui, Kispert, the rest of them, like the Thomas dude, Thomas, oh no, Thomas Bryant, free agent. Oh, he is okay. No, yeah, no. he's a free agent. I don't think he's coming back. But well, I don't think he's coming back either. Okay. We might need to add him to the list, but I I don't think he played defense and you know, he does not at all. He's yeah, he, one of the worst I've ever seen at the center. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm, that's a vet minimum type cut. Anyway, I don't think that Gafford has any long term plans. And then apparently they're about to give Bill this 50M. So it's like you got $13 million coming off the bench. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets a little weird because the TPE, like if you, if we could just absorb him again. I think you could get him for like some shit. The TPE in a second, you might just be able to take him off their hands and they'd be cool. We ain't, we just don't want to pay him $13 million. We're going to actually have to trade salary. However, salary's only got a match up to 125%. So his $13 million, um, we could send out like $10 million and some change and take him back and save them a little bit of money short term maybe throw them uh, some second round picks. And that's where I think Dwight comes into play. You know, Dwight's a locker room dude. People love Dwight in his locker room and he's an expiring contract. So, or this is this is where I get them. I think Maxie's a solid backup big now. Do you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. So to me, I think Daniel Gafford is a borderline solid starting center. And I want the, I think Maxi has earned the right to be in the stable. I want a stable of centers. Like even low key, Golden State has a stable of centers. They, they, do. Can, they can go with Draymond if they want to play small. And then they bring Looney's big ass out there. You know, they have the stable. Um, even low key, even yeah. low key Boston got the stable. Oh, Boston has a stable of centers. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I want. Williams, um... Yeah, all yeah, them. yeah. Horford, the old man, like they have the stable. I want the stable myself, so I don't want to trade Maxi for another big unless it's like a definitive. He just blowing, he just blowing Maxi out the water. You know what I'm saying? So this is where I think you can get Gafford for Dwight and some seconds. Fuck, I send him Josh. If you interested in Josh? You can have him too. Um, I don't think that. I don't. We're gonna get into that later, but I don't think. I think Josh means more to us than he does to another team. That's why I don't think he's going anywhere. But that's neither here nor there right now for the terms of this discussion. Um, so I got Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Gafford, and number three. You have – I'm going to keep it real with you. I got to give you your props because I didn't pay this dude no mind as much basketball as I, as I talk about or watch. And I actually watch this team somewhat often. But my boy Tyler uh, brought it to my attention today, and I got to give you your flowers because you've been talking about him for four months, three months now. I don't know. Nas Reed. Um, I think he would fit. I think he he, he stretch a little bit. He can move it. He can beat his uh, – pause. He can beat his feet a little bit, move his feet. A um, little bit of rim protection. 
I think of tradable four centers, I think Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Gafford, Nas Reed, all fit. Dudes should be available without giving up the ghost with the assets we got. And we don't have to trade anybody who can dribble. We don't have to trade anybody who can uh, uh, basically we ain't got to trade nobody that's really in a rotation that they wouldn't replace that is better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if we get any of them three dudes, they're getting put, they're replacing someone, they're better than anyone they wouldn't replace. It's not, you know, you trade Jalen or Spencer to get one of these dudes. So now you've created a hole on the roster somewhere else. Exactly. So that's my three dudes we can trade for. Um, I got a couple dudes I think are going to be available for the mid-level exception that I would like. Um, my number one dude, shout out to my boy Panda Hank, hey, Isaiah Hardenstein, mm-hmm. Steen. Hey, man, I think that might be the move. That might even be the move versus trading anything for these dudes because he's young. Um, I just listened to an interview with Zubach and Nick Batum. They not going nowhere. So I think Isaiah Hardenstein is going to be available. And I, I think you pay him $7 million, say, hey, you can be our starter. And I think he's going to take that on a good team. And I think he can be like, okay, I can play with Luca, get some lobs, play defense. I take seven million dollars for two or three years, and that can turn into you know 10, 15, 20 for me down the road, depending on how I develop and how it goes. So that's my number one with the uh uh MLE. Uh number two, I don't think he's gonna fit into the MLE, but because I think he's going to want a little bigger bag unless you guarantee him he's the starter. And I don't know if we're going to be able to guarantee him that. And that's Mo Bamba. Um, how do you feel? How, oh, he, yeah, okay, so I would love Mo Bamba, but I don't think we, we can get him because he wants, I think he would want more than the MLE. Well, that's the thing. I think he would take it if you were like, you're the starter. We gonna give you a two year because I don't think he's getting a long term deal from anybody. I think he's gonna be looking for minutes in like a decent because like even what is Mobamba worth? Maybe ten million dollars a year. I don't yeah. think he wants to be a ten million dollar a year player. So he's like you could probably get him here for seven, but you're gonna have to kind of guarantee him minutes no matter what. And I'm not I, comfortable. I, mean, with that. I wouldn't mind Bamba as a starter yeah but that that, that he, he he gonna want 20 he gonna want to be on the court when the game is ended to prove his worth does that make sense like i don't think he's gonna be cool given where he was drafted with i mean that ship has sailed though i feel like you know uh, the way i've been drafted and all you know what i mean in the sense that even like if he's not okay so if he's not going back to the magic right yeah like okay the team that drafted you that high, you know, didn't really want you for a second contract. So I don't think he they can be people, 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 people be lying to yourself. People be lying to themselves. That's how I that's how these dudes agents, get that far. But I hope his agents have shame in, in the sense that I don't think you can flex draft position in this because it's not like um like he's had a lot of stuff, you know, with the COVID and stuff. He's a couple injuries, but it's not like he had something glaring. That you know essentially held him back. 
You know what I mean? And even when he did play, he got the minutes. He looked decent, but yeah. the fact that the Magic would be okay with letting you go, I don't think that's a that's a leverage situation, like in any you know shape or form. So I just think he has to. I think for his sake, he should be trying to prioritize a place that he can go where he can, you know, not only play, like you said, to play, um, to maybe up his value in the future. Because a lot of these guys, like you said, they're playing. It's not just about, um, especially when you're up for your second contract and your first couple of years were shaky and you're not looking at a huge deal. Some of these guys, not like they want to lock in for money. They're trying to use this deal to you know for their bigger ones because they're not exactly exactly they're not yet in their prime so they're trying to use this as a um way so i think for his sake he needs to be it's like what malik monk granted it all worked out in the end because he was able to get his game off with the lakers but what if um what What if his shaky yeah yeah yeah. And, 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 and that's why i don't think like he's gonna take like a vet minimum deal or nothing like that I think he, you're going to have to give him what's man, one of my favorite phrases you say, you're going to have to give him a cute coin, <laughs> but you ain't going to be able to give him like the vet minimum. You're going to have to pay him something. You're going to have to pay him like 10 mil, 10 ish. But I was just thinking maybe, maybe Nico put this bug. Hey, you come play with Luca. We're going to start yeah. you. You stretch big. I do think that's going to be a thing for certain players. I think it's attractive. That's the thing with what I, I like. I think um, like this, especially the Mavericks, I think we're like, I think our situation is pretty attractive now. Yeah. Like, Spe- especially for bigs. Exactly. Especially since that's the glaring need. Yeah, because you get to you get to be viewed as a hero. And mm-hmm. the guy I'm the guy I'm about to get into that I didn't list for a reason. But I feel like we're going to have an interesting conversation about it. I think you get to be viewed as, hey, man, I was the piece that got the Mavs over. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the pitch. I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure that's the pitch Nico's um, pitching to the centers. Like, um, whether that is, because um, that's the thing. You can even do this with the trademark, too, for some of these. Like, there's probably some centers that we're not thinking about, thinking they're not attainable. But oh. if they, you know, if they're not happy with their situation, could maybe you know, push their way to Dallas too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I feel like our situation is attractive enough where you can, like you said, um, they feel like they're the missing piece to what we're doing here. So I I mean, like I said, I feel like draft night on the real draft night is going to tell us a lot about what they're about to do. Because, I don't even think it, because like Rashawn Holmes, that shit got to happen before the draft. Mm-hmm. So we gonna learn like we just know we gonna learn if we get Rashawn Holmes very quickly, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if that don't happen, well, I you know what? Let me take that back. Getting Rashawn Holmes for the TPE. So let me not tell that lie, because it might be Rashawn Holmes for Maxi, and then you go signing another stretch big to replace Maxi. You know, I think there does need to be a stretch big option. That can that's play what, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's my thing too i feel like oh, like, for the big we have to have versatility in terms of we have to have our rim runners and we have to have a stretch big yeah the, the, i think it's obvious that there needs to be a stretch big that can move his feet in rim protect somewhat on the roster period he ain't got to be the starter he ain't got to be the number he but that has to be on the roster 
and that person is going to have to play every night. So if Maxie's leaving, it's going to have to be somebody take his spot in the stable, uh, no matter what we do. So, you know, I kind of hinted around it before, but a guy I didn't bring up because I don't know the reporting I've read while I think this is, I don't want to speculate about what he's going to want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I do think what you just said, I think he wants to be here, but I haven't read that anywhere. Right. Miles Turner, like all the reporting I've read is not only he's not going to be very costly to get in a trade, but also like we're interested in him and I think he's interested in us, but I think other teams will beat that trade package. So in order for us to get him, he's going to have to be like, he's going to have to say, and none of these rumors have come out, I want to go home. I'm not signing a long-term contract with nobody else. I want to go home, full stop. And then, all right, because the teams that are going to want a Miles Turner, like no one's, no one's going to, no young team is going to take Miles Turner and wrap up resources. Like they're not giving no high draft. It's Miles Turner. He's a good player, but, you know, with his injury issues and just like at the peak of his powers, he's a great rim protecting center that's giving you like 14 to 8. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, that has a value, but, and he's, you know, some of his his interviews, he's a little delusional about what he is offensively, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, when, now, I think maybe he's like, shit, I'm going to get rid of that delusion. I'm going to be delusional if I'm in Indiana with, in Indianapolis, but if I can come home and play with Luca, yeah, I'll do that shit. Cause I know I got a chance of winning animal animal get the bag. So I still would like Miles Turner. I just, unless he demands a trade here and I don't think his value is that high, but he's going to have to say, I want to go to Dallas for us to get him. Cause I just think other teams are going to come in and, mm-hmm. and beat the offers. Yeah. I, and that's, that's what I was, that's who kind of was alluding to. And I was like, some of these centers would have to ask yeah. more their way for us and he's one of them yeah we like you said there's people they could easily beat our package so we're gonna have to um get someone to say that they want to come here yeah now want to hire anyone i will say if there's anyone who could pull it off it's him because he's from here like bro he'd be here he'd be outside here in the off season like he i've never heard him say he want to come home explicitly but like Chris Bosch never came back to Dallas. You never saw Chris Bosch outside really like that. Um, you you just didn't. I don't, I don't think he. I mean, he, he is, Dallas is a fine place to live, but I don't think he care about being home like that. I don't feel that way about Miles Turner. Like he'd be here often. Um, same thing with Julius Randle, but I'm not willing to go down that. I'm not going down that road today. <laughs> I just say, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's it for the bigs, man. I think Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Gafford, and Nas Reed. I know a lot of fans gonna hear that and be like, that ain't good enough. But if we had Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Gafford, I think we still playing. I don't know if we would have popped these boys, but I, I think we still playing. And then for the trade guys, I mean, for the uh 
free agent guys. You give me a Mobamba, maybe you talk him into taking that money, that $7 million for a year, and you promise him he can start. But I think Isaiah Hardenstein, but I don't know, man. Isaiah Hardenstein might get a decent little cute, cute coin, too. I, I doubt know. it. I doubt it. He'd been on the market. He was, mm, I doubt it. I think if teams, I don't think he showed enough to the Clippers where he's going to get a cute bag. I doubt it. I don't think the Clippers either. I think the Clippers, like, man, we can, the Clippers are a destination. And they already are bringing Zubac back, allegedly. And they only need so many bigs. And yeah. they can, like, the, the, they can get a ring chaser to give you most of what Isaiah Hardenstein is going to give you for the vet minimum. Like, they at that point. I don't think we at that point yet. But I think we might be getting there, low-key. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got. This is, like, one of the shortest pods we... No, it shit still went over now. Hey, beside no, usually I come on here at this part of the pod and I thank y'all for listening. And I, I usually say this is one of the highest list. Boy, ain't nobody listened to that last shit. When we went down, bro, didn't nobody listen to that shit. I had to, man, when you get on the Anchor app and you like get to looking at the episodes, you know how many swipes I had to do before I found a, a episode that had that small amount of listens? It, it's got up there, but like dead ass, we ain't had a episode do that poorly since January. It's kind of funny. Yeah, but it's all right. We we don't blame y'all. No, I would man. I ain't. Li- I don't listen to shit. The only thing I listen to is uh the is recent bibs when we get packed up, and sometimes I listen to Josh and Kirk. But and the, and the only reason why I listen to recent bibs is because one of them is gonna feel the way I felt about the game, and they're not gonna do the the goofy stuff that a lot of you know. Oh, you we need to tear down the team and all that other shit, and yeah. they my guys, so. I'm on let's say shit no matter what anyway, but um I feel like this episode will do better and either way it goes. I do want to say thank y'all for the season. Um this is nuts. Like we start this pot, it'll be a year. It will be a year in about a month. Yeah. And this is, you know, I ain't SJ. I'm not out here turning into a multimedia mogul. But, but but this has helped me like i said niggas got sources now bro like i didn't <laughs> see this coming from anywhere it is weird like the whole lucas smoking thing i had people i could ask to confirm or deny it and he's like yeah man yeah bro that happened that's a thing and it's just crazy because i'm just a dude on twitter and we here now um it's pretty cool um there's some things that SJ is about to do that I, I think is pretty cool and I appreciate everyone that listens to this. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate everyone as well. I just wanted to add that in there. Man, what you over there doing? You typing or you eating? Me? Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm not doing anything. Oh, okay. Sound like uh you send some on some keys, but anyway, thank y'all for listening. The Mavs had a great season. I feel like the energy was low, but y'all, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm tired. I started drinking like four hours ago. Um, I had a really good week after a bad, somewhat bad week last week. So I'm gonna celebrate life.
and I'm going to go outside and enjoy life with my family. We will holler at y'all. Shit, SJ, when you want to do this again, player? I don't know. We'll just say sometime. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we ain't, we ain't going to take like a month off or something like that, but I don't yeah. think y'all get nothing next week. Just to actually, I'm, I know y'all not getting nothing next week. I, I will actually be out of town next week. So I know y'all not getting nothing next week. So we all will get it within the next three weeks, sometime before before the season is over with, before the champion is crowned. So either way it goes, we thank y'all for listening. We will holler at y'all soon.